Today we will learn about Magadha Empire, Persian and Alexander's invasion. In the beginning of the 6th century BCE, Northern India consisted of a large number of independent kingdoms, monarchies on the Gangetic Plain, the republics on the foothills of the Himalayas and in Northwestern India. Some republics consisted of only one tribe like the Sakyas, Lichavis and Mallas. The Buddhist literature Anguttara Nikaya gives a list of 16 great kingdoms called 16 Mahajanapadas. Anga, Magadha, Kasi, Kosala, Vajji, Malla, Chedi, Vatsa, Kuru, Panchala, Matsya, Surasena, Ashmaka, Avanti, Gandhara and Kamboja. Finally, in the mid 6th century BCE, only four kingdoms, Vatsa, Avanti, Kosala and Magadha survived. Let us now look at Vatsa. Vatsa was situated on the banks of the river Yamuna. Its capital was Kosambi, which was near modern Allahabad. Most popular ruler of Vatsa dynasty was Udayana. Strengthened his position by entering into matrimonial alliances with Avanti, Anga and Magadha. After his death, Vatsa was annexed to the Avanti kingdom. Now let us look into the Avanti kingdom. It was the capi its capital was Ujjain and most important ruler was Pradyota. He became powerful by marrying Vasavadatta, daughter of Udayana. He patronized Buddhism. The successors of Pratyotta were weak and later this kingdom was taken over by the rulers of Magadha. Kushala. Its capital was Ayodhya. Its famous ruler was King Prasenjit. His position was further strengthened by the matrimonial alliance with Magadha. His sister was married to Bimbisara and Kasi was given to her as dowry. After the death of the powerful king, Kosala became part of the Magadha. Magadha It emerged as most powerful and prosperous. Its capital was Rajgriha. It became the nerve center of political activity in northern India. Geographical and strategic advantages which made her to rise in imperial greatness. Her strategic position is between the upper and lower part of the Gangetic Valley. It had fertile soil. Its natural assets were the iron ores in the hills near Rasgir and copper and iron deposits near Gaya. Wealth distribution, her location at the center of the highways of trade. During the reign of Bimbisara and Ajatsatru, the prosperity of Magadha reached its zenith. Now let us look at Bimbisara. It belonged to the Haryanka dynasty. It had matrimonial alliances which consolidated his position. First was with the ruling family of Kosala. He married Kushala Devi, sister of Prasanajit. He was given the Kasi region as dowry which yielded large revenue. Second, he married Chelanna, a princess of the Lichavi family of Vaisali. This matrimonial alliance secured for him the safety of the northern frontier and facilitated the expansion of Magadha northwards to the borders of Nepal. Third, he was also married to Khema of the royal house of Madras in central Punjab. Now let us look at the expeditions which added more territories to the empire. He defeated Brahmadatta of Anga and annexed that kingdom. He maintained friendly relations with Avanti. He had also efficiently recognized the administration of his kingdom. 
He was a contemporary of both Vardhamana Mahavira and Gautama Buddha. However, both religions claim him as the supporter and devotee. He seems to have made numerous gifts to the Buddhist Sanghas. Now, look, let us look at Ajatasatru. His remarkable dream was for his military conquest. Great success. He fought against Kosala and Vaisali and won a great success against a formidable confederacy led by the Lichavis of Vaisali. This had increased his power and prestige. This war lasted for about 16 years. Ajatasatru realized the strategic importance of Grama. He fortified it to serve as a convenient base of operations against Vaisali. Buddhists and Jains both claim that Ajatasatru was a follower of their religion. General belief says that in the beginning he was follower of Jainism and subsequently embraced Buddhism. He is said to have met Gautama Buddha. This scene is also depicted in the sculptures of Varhat. According to Mahavamsa, he constructed several Chaityas and Viharas. He convened the first Buddhist council at Rasagriha soon after the death of Buddha. Udain He was immediate successor of Ajatasatru. He laid the foundation of the new capital at Patliputra, situated at the confluence of two rivers, Ganges and Son, and of the Haryanka dynasty and establishment of Saisunga dynasty was seen during his reign, reign due to weak successors of Udain. Magadha was captured by Saisunga. Now let us look at the Saisunga dynasty. Its archaeology and chronology was not very clear. Saisunga defeated the king of Avanti, which was made part of the Magadhan Empire. After Saisunga, the Maita Empire began to collapse. His successor was Kakavarman or Kalashoka. During his reign, second Buddhist council was held at Vaisali. Kalashoka was killed by the founder of the Nanda dynasty. Nandas, the fame of Magadha scaled new heights under the Nanda dynasty. It reached beyond the boundaries of the Gangetic Basin. Mahapadma Nanda was a powerful ruler. ruler. He uprooted the Kshatriya dynasties in North India and assumed the title Ikarat. The Puranas speak of the extensive conquests made by him. The Hatigumpha inscription of Kharvela of Kalinga refers to the conquests of Kalinga by the Nandas. According to the Buddhist tradition, Mahapadmananda ruled for about 10 years. He had 8 sons who successively ruled, last one being Dhananda. He kept the empire intact and possessed a powerful army. They had enormous wealth which finds mention in the Tamil Sangam work Ahanarnuru by the poet Mamulanar. The flourishing state of agriculture in the Nanda dominions and the general prosperity of the country must have brought to the royal treasury enormous revenue. Dhananda had an oppressive way of tax collection though. Taking advantage of this, Chandragupta Maurya and Kautilya initiated a popular movement against the Nanda rule during which time Alexander also invaded India. Now let us look at Persian and Greek invasions. Persian invasions Cyrus 558-530 BCE Cyrus the Great was the greatest conqueror of the Archaemenid Empire. He was the first conqueror who led an expedition and entered into India. 
he captured the Gandhara region. All Indian tribes to the west of the Indus River submitted to him and paid tribute. Darius I, 522-486 BC, grandson of Cyrus, conquered the Indus Valley in 518 BCE and annexed the Punjab and Sindh. This region became the 20th satrapy of his empire. It was the most fertile and populous province of the empire. He also sent a naval expedition under Skylas to explore the Indus. Zerzes 465-456 BCE He utilized his Indian province to strengthen his position. He deployed Indian infantry and cavalry to Greece to fight but faced a defeat in Greece. After his failure, the Archimedes could not follow a forward policy in India. However, the Indian province was still under their control. Darius III enlisted Indian soldiers to fight against Alexander in 330 BCE. Now let us look at the effects of the Persian invasion. Iranian connection with India proved more fruitful than the short-lived Macedonian contact. The Persian invasion provided an impetus to the growth of Indo-Iranian commerce. It prepared the ground for Alexander's invasion. The use of Kharosthi script, a form of Iranian writing, became popular in northwestern India. Influence of Persian art was viable, visible on the Mauryan art, particularly the monolithic pillars of Ashoka and sculptures found on them. The very idea of issuing edicts by Ashoka and the wording used in the edicts are traced to Iranian influence. Now let us look at Alexander's invasion of India. 327 to 325 BCE. There were some of the political conditions which led to Alexander's invasion. Alexander and Macedonia invaded India after two centuries of the Persian invasion. Kingdoms leading kings on the eve of his occasion, northwestern India remained disunited. Ambi of Takshila, the rural, the ruler of Avisara and Porus, who ruled the region between the rivers of Jhelum and Chenab. There were many republican states like Nysa. What were the causes of invasions? Alexander ascended the throne of Macedonia after the death of his father Philip in 324 BCE. He conquered the whole of Persia by defeating Darius III in the Battle of Arbela in 330 BCE. He also aimed at further conquest eastwards and wanted to recover the Persian satrapy of India. The writings of Greek authors like Herodotus about the fabulous wealth of India attracted Alexander. He believed that geographically there was the contribution of the sea on the eastern side of India, so he thought by conquering India he would also conquer the eastern boundary of the world. In 327 BCE, Alexander crossed the Hindukus mountains and spent nearly 10 months in fighting with the tribes. He crossed the Indus in February 326 BCE with the help of Greece of boats. He was warmly received by Ambi, the ruler of Takshila, from where Alexander sent a message to Porus to submit. But Porus refused and decided to fight against Alexander. He marched from Takshila to the banks of the river Hydaspes or Jhelum. As there was a heavy flood in the river, Alexander was not able to cross it. After a few days, he crossed the river and the famous battle of Hydaspes was fought on the plains of Karri. Alexander was impressed by the courage and heroism of the Indian prince 
treated him generously and reinstated him on the throne. Alexander continued his march as far as River Bees, encountering opposition from the local tribes. He wanted to proceed, proceed still further eastwards towards the Gangetic Valley, but his soldiers refused to fight. Hardships of prolonged warfare made them tired and they wanted to retire home. Alexander could not persuade them and therefore decided to return. He made arrangements to look after their conquered territories in India. He divided the whole territory from Indus to Bees into three provinces and put them under his governors. On his return journey, which began in October 326 BCE, he reached Babylon, where he fell seriously ill and died in 323 BCE. Let us now look at the effects of Alexander's invasion. Its immediate effect was that it encouraged political unification of northern India under the Mauryas. The system of small independent states came to an end. It had also paved the way for direct contact between India and Greece. The routes opened by him and his naval expeditions increased the existing facilities for trade between India and West Asia. His authority in the Indus Valley was a short-lived one because of the expansion of the Mauryan Empire under Chandragupta Maurya. So, in the next module, we will listen to the Mauryan Empire.